Hey, welcome back, ladies and gents, to a Week 12 episode of the Fantasy Four Stringers podcast. Hell yeah. Glad to have you guys in. Um, we are very late in the week with this one, so we're going to try to run through the Sunday slate of games very quickly here uh, today, and then we'll hit our Shine Pine Borderline picks like we do every week, um, and then we will get you guys on your merry little way. Love so. it. Let's get into this mug. Josh Allen is not elite. Adam Gase deserves another chance. <laughs> Trevor Lawrence was a reach. Yeah, he's never won a fantasy championship. The guy drafted a kicker in the fifth fucking round. Alrighty, boys and girls, welcome back to another episode of the Fantasy Four Stringers podcast. Some Week Twelve action coming at you. Yeah, um, no bye weeks this week, so there's a lot of games to cover. Yeah, holy shit, and a lot of bad games as well. Um, we can start off with the first bad game, and that's Denver at Carolina. Um, yeah, I don't. Mister Unlimited really... better fucking be unlimited today because they have. I mean, at this point, he's got no reason or no excuse. They're playing Carolina. Outside of the pass rush, they should be able to beat them. They they had better. I mean, you're getting the third starting quarterback in Carolina, Sam Darnold, at the helm. Yeah, and he's been the subject of everyone's jokes for the last three years. So if you come out there and Russell Wilson can't beat Sam Darnold, you've got some problems. Massive problem. This is the type of game that if Denver loses, could legitimately get somebody fired. Yep. And by somebody, we mean Nathaniel Hackett, buddy. We're talking to you, pal. I'm looking at you, Nathaniel Hackett. They're, they're get your shit together. <laughs> Judy and KJ Hamler are out, so I would expect a heavy target share for Cortland Sutton again. Yeah, absolutely. Um, outside of that, they don't really have any crazy injuries. Jonathan Harris and Quan Williams on the back end of the defense, but other than that, there's really nothing to note. Uh, Panthers are going to be missing Matt Idonis, Corey Littleton, uh, PJ Walker obviously isn't going to play. And Giovanni Ritchie is also doubtful. Terrace Marshall Jr. is questionable, who's been a nice fast of the offense in these last couple weeks. But like we've said before in this podcast, we'll say again, the best thing for DJ Moore is for Sam Darnold to be playing yeah. the quarterback position. I feel like I've been saying this for a while. Uh, it started the season, I thought Baker was going to be great for him. Uh, yep. That quickly became apparent. Mm, Baker's not great for any wide receiver. And as soon as I kind of set in, I'm like, oh shit, he needs Darnold back. As soon as possible. At least he retains some type of success with Darnold and has some rapport, which is huge. Yeah. You um, can get away with putting more in your lineup maybe this week because of his history with Darnold. You know that he's succeeded. But him, I'm kind of wait and see. I'm going to give it like a week before I really feel comfortable yeah. with DJ Moore going forward. Yeah, I, him still, and- I still think this is the best thing for his fantasy you know, chances, but I also just don't have a lot of faith in the team right sure. now. Him and Foreman are the only two I would look at at that offense to start this week. Oh, absolutely. That's the only two. Uh, Foreman's laid a couple eggs, but he's also had a couple. He's the ultimate boomer bust right now, just with how bad that offense is. But yeah. Denver also doesn't lay up a lot of points, which means most likely Carolina will be in the ball game the entirety of the time, which means the run game will stay apparent. So yeah. I like Foreman enough this week to start him. He's, he's flex-worthy, I think, <clears throat> in games that they're close, like they should be in this one. Hmm. Uh, He'll get plenty of touches. Yeah, Denver, I'm starting Cortland Sutton, obviously. And in one league, I am forced to start Russell Wilson this week. I would I would be okay starting uh, the tight end, uh, Dulcich. Dulcich. Yeah, mm-hmm. I would be okay starting him as well just because without Judy, they've got to throw it to somebody. And he's gotten a pretty – I mean, a, a fair target share for a tight end. For the love um, of God, if you can start anyone other than Russ, do it. But if you have to put yourself through hell, hope for 20 20- – 14 russ for one game there's there's not a lot of great names in the streaming category right now for quarterbacks um and if you're like somebody who's a justin fields owner and you got welcome to my life right now (laughs) yeah the late news that he's going to be out um you could do worse than russ that's how bad it was i would literally start justin fields with a separated shoulder instead of russell wilson yeah it's it doesn't feel good but he's Got uh, as good a chance as any streaming quarterback yeah. of giving you a good game. He still has the talent, I think, somewhere. 
somewhere. Hopefully he doesn't leave it at home. Maybe Sierra's <laughs> got it in her purse along with his nuts. Yeah, but... I was going to say, she's got something in her purse. Yeah. <laughs> I think we can move right on yeah, to the we'll, next game, though, because on. I don't think I'd start either of these defenses either. I think this is just going to be – actually – I'd start Denver. I might start both of them because I don't think this is going to be a very high-scoring game. Uh, neither does Vegas. It's a pretty low point total. If I had to start one, I'd lean Denver, but I don't love either of these defenses. Just the lack of offense on both sides is what intrigues me in this yeah. matchup. All right, we can slide right into the Tampa-Cleveland slate. Um, Not a whole lot of injuries, but one huge one in Tampa, and that's Leonard Fournette being out. Rashad yep. White's going to take over this game. I absolutely love Rashad White this week. He's looked great with the increased workload he's gotten over the last couple weeks. I think that they're going to be very similar to Dallas in the – scheme of they're going to find out that their backup running backs just about as good if not better than their starter i i think that going into next year with rashad white and fournette still <clears throat> still under contract we're gonna have a controversy with yeah because white <coughs> he's i think he's just as good as fournette they i do don't too have, they don't have the money invested in him like they paid fournette mm-hmm. you know um, Plus playoff when he's been there, right? So I, I think next year there's going to be a lot of talk over who's going whose backfield this is going to be. Uh, this is a great chance for White to really show what he can do. Now he's been finally given this full opportunity. Um, if you have a dynasty league and you have Rashad White, you better pray to whatever god you believe in that this is the week he shows up and proves that you have something going forward here. Because yeah. I think the sky's the limit for him if he continues to have success and with more workload, have more success. They're going to continue to give you opportunities, and I think this is going to be the real test for him to see what they have. Yeah, I think he's for me. He's a solid RB two this week, and then going forward, if he plays well and Fournette comes back, I think he's got flex appeal pretty much any week going forward. Mm-hmm. Um, but fire him up, you know, this, he's going to, this is going to be the, like you said, the time where you're going to see what you have with him. And I think Tampa's going to, they're going to just go full tilt and just mm-hmm. give him as much work as he can handle. Browns um, are relatively healthy on the other side of the ball. Greg Newsom is the only guy out and it's just with a concussion. So he shouldn't miss a bunch of time. Uh, Deshaun Watson can be officially active now. I don't know if they're going to put him on the sideline for today's game or not, but it would be interesting to see. You imagine he's on the sideline healthy and Brissett goes down. He's gotta come in. He's gotta come in and Bro, I'm up. more along the lines of people are gonna throw fucking wheel routes to the running back, overthrow him and have two players come crashing on the <laughs> sideline on purpose and just drill him in the knee or something. Yeah. There's I don't think he's safe his first couple games. I think he's gonna get targeted and it's gonna be bad. Well, I'm here for it. Yeah, I mean, I don't root for players to purposefully try to injure somebody, but if karma's a real thing, that's the closest thing I've seen to it. Yeah. The um Cleveland running game, I'm I'm curious to see how they get things going against Tampa's run defense. Mm-hmm. Nick Chubb is obviously a start. Like he's gotta Absolutely. be in your lineup. Kareem Hunt should be nowhere near your lineup this week. <laughs> um he hasn't been great anyway, but you know, playing a Tampa team, mm-hmm. I just don't like it. I like Amari Cooper. That's it. Amari Cooper's a better version of Brandon Cooks this year, in my opinion. He just flies under the radar but has played well yeah. all year. Um, Tampa's offense, Mike Evans, obviously, is somebody you'd want to start. Godwin is somebody you'd want to start. And White. Yeah, and you know, obviously White because they went over it. But and that's Other than that, though, I don't, I don't know that I love Tom enough to start him this week if I don't have to. I'm, I'm okay with starting I'm him. I'm okay with it, but, but there's, it's one of those things if there's a better streamer option. There's definitely options out there that could be... I could be talking to, but sure. if it's say because we had just went over this and the options aren't the greatest, if it's between Tom and Russ, I'm starting Tom. Hundred percent. Um, anything yeah. else you want to touch on in that game, or should no. we skip along? We should skip along. Baltimore at Jacksonville. This is going to be closer than I want it to be. Honestly, it probably will be. Um, Jacksonville. I mean, even they don't have an injury on the. Report. Uh, a single injury? Nope. That's impressive at this point in the season. Yeah, maybe we should hire their fucking... Yeah. Go poke somebody from a... <laughs> Strength and conditioning rival. coach. Because Seriously. Tennessee can't stay healthy. They also asked them to run up fucking the beaches of Normandy on a daily basis. So. <laughs> yeah. Jacksonville, even though they're not a great team, they're still hanging in most of their games. Um, Trevor Lawrence is doing enough to be relevant. He's not I a superstar. I wouldn't say that. <laughs> He's not a superstar, but there are weeks where you can stream him. 
I don't know that I would say that. Here, here's the thing with Baltimore's defense is they've given up points at times, like with the, the Miami game, and they've been beat up in the secondary. So they've been exploitable. However, I don't think Trevor Lawrence is like on that level where... Imagine the Kings' ransom they could have got if they would have just traded that fucking pick. Yeah. I mean, probably like a historical return. Like, I'm thinking like five first. It, yeah. Like it would have been, your give me your entire future. Yeah. It would have been worse than the Cowboys trade. And then, I mean, they could have had their pick of the litter on whose picks they wanted to. Because, I mean, you think about it. With any bad team any would have been going for team. that quarterback. They could, have, they could have gone to Houston and said, all right. Give us five course, and Deshaun. Of course, Houston at that time had Deshaun, so they wouldn't have, you know. But you look at any of the bad teams from the last few years, even um, let's, the Jets. Jets would have probably done that deal. Uh, Miami would have. Miami would have at that time, 100%. Um, Atlanta. Was Herbert, maybe. was Herbert after Lawrence? Was they Were they in the same draft? Fuck, what year is that? Because the Chargers probably would have done it if they didn't this have is, Herbert. This is Lawrence's third year, and it's Herbert's third year. Yeah, so think about that. They flip picks. Yeah. Get the sixth overall pick. Draft and Herbert. And either settle with whoever Miami doesn't take, whether it be Tua or Herbert, and if you're okay with either of that, and then you get an extra four first-round picks, that would have been insane. How much different? Or whatever would, else they would have paid, not necessarily that much. But. How much different would things look in Jacksonville if they had traded down to six and gotten Herbert and the boatload of picks from... And then the LA. Chargers are now stuck with Lawrence. Lawrence, and especially this year, because they would have had the pick this year. Yeah. Most likely. Yeah. And it would have been worse than it already is. They'd probably be a 3-7 and seven football team somewhere around that line. Yeah, dude. Fuck, man. One, de- one decision changes everything, man. It really um, does. What is it? Trickle-down umbrella effect? What the fuck oh, is it Oh, butterfly called? effect. Butterfly effect. Yep. <laughs> Same thing. <laughs> um. uh, so, yeah, from... It's just sad that Jacksonville has no injuries and is still three and seven. That's where I'm at. <laughs> like that's the roster you comprised. Um, Christian Kirk has been balling though. I'll give him that. Uh, I'll still like Baltimore in this game with all of the injuries. Uh, I would start Gus Edwards and Lamar Jackson, and that's about it because I don't trust any of the passing options. No, and everyone. Duvernay's banged up as well as Demarcus Robinson. Right. So. Every receiver they have that's going to be on the field has been missing. Mark Andrews. He's he's the only pass catching option yeah. that I would start. Especially with Isaiah Likely out, he's yeah. gonna get everything. He'll this get could be a huge. This could be the one week this year that Mark Andrews ends up tight end one. He's he's gonna because Kelsey might have twenty. Andrews could have twenty five today. Right. Yeah. That, That's a very real possibility. He he's gonna be I think the focal point of the passing game with all these other guys hurt. Um, you're not gonna see another massive game from Demarcus Robinson this week. I don't think. Uh, on the Baltimore side of things, if it's not Andrews, Jackson, or Gus Edwards, I don't want any part of it. I'll start the defense against Jacksonville, but mm-hmm. I'm not I'm not taking anything else involved with that sure. offense right now. Um, and then you mentioned on the Jacksonville side, it's pretty much Kirk. Kirk and Travis Etienne, mm-hmm. and that's that's about it. I mean, Lawrence, you can... Baltimore's been pretty soft against the run this year, too. Yeah. I mean, Lawrence, you can maybe stream if you absolutely... If you're in a tough, tough spot. He's had some good games, but... Dude, the fucking Clemson quarterback that went nine for twenty nine yesterday is better than Trevor Lawrence. I'm fucking, <laughs> I'm good on that. Um, DJ Ugulugulugulugulugulugulugulugulugulugulugulugulugulugulugulugulugulugulugulugulugulugulugulugulugulugulugulugulugulugulugulugulugulugulugulugulugulugulugulugulugulugulugulugulugulugulugulugulugul
Um, We're just really in the mix right now, aren't we? Yeah, this is going to be a fun fucking game to watch, huh? Uh, Miami wide receivers might break the single-game NFL record for most reception yards between two wide receivers in a game. Stingley's out. They can't stop the run in Houston. They're going to be able to free will move the ball. Jeff Wilson's running for a buck fifty today. Yep. Uh, it's going to happen. I'll get into him later when we talk about our shines, puns, and borderlines, but this is going to be... It has all the makings for an yeah. absolute blowout. A, a Houston's down. only player on defense in the secondary that can is worth a lick in this instance is out, and there is no one else that can keep up with either of those wide receivers. Yeah. Tua should be a top three quarterback this week. Yeah, Miami's going to – they should blow Houston out of the water. Houston's starting Kyle Allen now. It's in hard rock. Mills. Yeah. Like, there's just not much to like from the Houston side of things. Um Simply put, just don't start anybody. No. Like, there's nobody that should be. I would even consider, I would start Miami's defense. I would smash oh, every single yeah. thing yeah. in the only Miami th- this week. The only thing Houston-related that I would bank on is some garbage time points for either Brandon Cooks or Nico Collins. Yeah, I would stay away. I just, I don't bet on that. I just wouldn't. You can't. I don't like to bet on garbage time. It's not fun to mm-hmm. do. Yeah. Yeah. And it's stressful as hell. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when no, you look and it says 2.1 in the fourth quarter by your wide receiver two's name, you get a little pissed. Right. And then, you know, that last drive, maybe you get an extra five or six yeah. points out of it. But it, yeah, that's, that's it. I mean, that's all you can hope for. And Damian Pierce, I mean, you can start him, but how temper expectations. Yeah. How good can he be when they're most likely going to be down by a bunch? So, but he is the only bright spot. So I don't know that I would, maybe they run, him. Maybe they go run heavy with him to try to keep Miami off the field. But Which is a good game plan, but they, I don't think they're good enough to sustain drives. That was exactly where I was going <laughs> to just go. Is Even if they try to go run heavy, are they good enough to keep Miami off the field? Like, just, I don't know. <laughs> Not even are they good enough to stay on the field themselves. That's for just more it. Than I don't know if they'll be good enough to keep them the drives going. So, um, Fire up pretty much anything you want in Miami. Breaking news. The Bears are starting Nathan Peterman this week. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit, oh. dude. Trevor Simeon injured his oblique in warm-ups and will now back up Peterman versus the Jets. Oh, <laughs> Holy my God. shit, dude. <clears throat> All right, so let's go back. Uh, the Jets' defense is going to have 86 points this week. <laughs> I was hammer going, them when we got to this game. I was going to say let's just skip this game. <laughs> yeah. This is the only reason to talk about this fucking game Holy right now. Holy shit! That Jets. is actually perfect because that's the next game on our slate too. Jets by a Holy million. Holy shit! Yeah, start um, every single person you can. This is going to be a bloodbath. Nathan, Nathan Peterman, Peterman might be the worst starting quarterback in NFL history, and I'm not exaggerating. He needs to go put his headphones in and play Lose Yourself by Eminem on retreat. Like, All right, bro. This is the only chance you have. Enter Sandman. Here we, go, here we go. This is your opportunity to show that you even deserve to be a third stringer in the league right Dude, now. Dude, I can't believe he still has a spot. I can't either. The fact that he he's even still around blows The original roster pirate. I feel bad for Trevor Simeon, though. Finally gets a shot. The dude hurts his oblique in warm-ups. What the fuck? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this is oh just smash it Uh, i would not start the run game in chicago because they're not gonna respect the pass game at all definitely not montgomery's gonna die uh the jets Jets, is elite i i've never been more sure about a defense in my entire life hammer this this is the pick of the week from a defensive perspective yeah you you need to be starting the jets this week if they're out there right now grab them grab it yeah (laughs) anyone in new york i would start probably robinson as well I would start both running backs in New York this week just based on the fact that they're going to run a lot. This this has all the makings of the worst game of the year for the Chicago Bears. This should be an absolute beatdown. And it's in New Jersey. Why don't they just switch it to the New Jersey Jets? That sounds way better. It kind of you get the little bit of alliteration mm-hmm. with the J. I like that. Of course they would never do it because if you take the New York off the Jets then Everyone they in New York and everyone everywhere. in New York will alienate the fuck out of right. you. Oh yeah, go back to fucking Jersey, you fucks. <laughs> You're in Jersey. I like that. There's three New York teams, but literally only one of them plays in New in York. In New York, in the entire and state it's the of one. It's the one team that doesn't have New York in their name. Right, which is Buffalo. They're the true New York team, though. True. They really are. Uh, the Jets are missing Sheldon Rankins, but that's it on the defensive side. Even if they were missing all starting 11, I would still <laughs> I start the Jets' defense. So. 
Um, oh my! I think we can move on after that. Abs- though, is there anything else that nothing. we want to cover no, there? No. Nothing. No. All right, game of the week: AFC divisional rematch. Cincinnati at Tennessee. Oh, good, they come to Nissan again to shit on our lives. <laughs> Can't wait. Uh, Jamar Chase and Joe Mixon are out. Expect T. Higgins to break the NFL record for receiving yards in a game. Yeah, T. Higgins gonna fuck you guys. Yeah, up. probably. Uh, I actually like our chances this week, though. As and, uh, now that I say that, the one week I've said that all year, we will lose. So. Expect Tennessee to blow that just based on my bad omen, but um, expect Derek to have a big game. I expect Traylon to take another step forward. He's getting a hyper-targeted share of the volume in that offense right now, and he's about all they have. He's the only wide receiver that can create separation, and like we've said in podcasts before, through the first three weeks before he got hurt, he was leading the league in separation on routes, so... If he can continue to get some separation and Tannehill can spin it like he did versus Green Bay, I don't think that they will be in as bad a shape as people think, but I think this offense is slowly starting to realize it can't just be Derrick Henry. It has to be a little bit of both. And Tannehill's been better these last couple weeks coming off the injury. He looks hobbled, so I'd expect a lot of shotgun looks and probably a couple wildcat packages or something with Malik, but I wouldn't expect a shit ton of that they'll just be little gadget plays here and there but i wouldn't expect a lot of movement from ryan Tannehill. so from a streaming quarterback perspective i'd stay away from it not that you were probably considering it anyways but he does have a decent amount of value in the run game and i think that's going to be severely limited today so yeah even b- before chase got ruled out um i'm looking at the numbers right now since he was a two-point favorite mm-hmm. this week but without chase i mean this game's basically a pick at this point so i mean Tennessee, it's I, a huge game for AFC it, implications. It, it is going a really, forward. really big game because since he needs this too, you know they're trying to keep pace with Baltimore. Yeah, right. Just in their division, Tennessee yeah. essentially has their division and, locked up already. Exactly. Just based on not on how good they are, but how bad everyone else is. Yeah. So Tennessee's just trying to pad the win column to try to fight for a seed if it comes yes. down to it. Later if they in can the get if they can get out of Tennessee today with a win, that would be beautiful. Um, it does seem like a pick 'em. I'm not super confident either team's gonna gas the other team i think it's gonna be close i hope tennessee wins obviously but i would not be surprised either way um i would start joe burrow this week regardless our pass defense is rather suspect christian fulton is in though he was questionable with an injury and the back and the safeties are both playing amani hooker and kevin byard which is huge all right anything you got for that game no i don't think so um don't watch the titans dude it's fucked up hey I don't know. I didn't need that. <laughs> I didn't fucking need that. All right. <laughs> uh, to the former Titan GOAT, Marcus hmm. Mariota and the Atlanta Falcons at the Washington Commanders. I. You on the Mariota train yet? He's better than I've Choo-choo given him credit motherfucker. For. I did start him. Yeah, you fucking did. Week. Let's go. I think it was last week I started him, and he had a rushing touchdown. So he mm-hmm. got me like, I don't know, it was like 17 points or something. God bless. And I did win. So thank you to... You know Marcus why you win? Because you have a winner at quarterback he puts, with nerve damage. He has such <laughs> ugly numbers all the time, but he just produces enough to be like, yeah, I could, you could... You could play him. No slander for Mariota will be tolerated on this that's, podcast. That's a compliment. Yeah, that was the most backhanded compliment <laughs> I've ever heard. So, um, I'm I don't really like much about this game. No, Kyle Pitts being out doesn't matter because they didn't even fucking look at him anyways. Right. They essentially played ten on eleven when he was out there. Um, Kev Huntley's questionable, but outside of that, their offense is relatively the same. I would I like Drake London. I do like Drake London this week. Without having Pitts there, it's like, okay, who else are you going to throw to? They got what, that Zacchaeus. They've got fucking some other guys that no one's ever heard of. And then Drake London. And why would you spend a top 10 pick on a wide receiver and a tight end in back-to-back years? And then not throw. And then not throw it at them? I don't know. But he's he's their best target. It's not even close. So um, They will not be facing... The debut of Chase Young this year. He is ruled out again. Um, Illness, I think I saw, right? It's got to be next week. It's got to be soon. I would expect to see Chase Young. I mean, and they're trying to make a run for a Yeah, I mean, they're 6-5. and They win this week going 7-5 and and getting Chase Young back. That's a great step for Washington. They're not nearly as bad as people think they are. That defense is legit. Yeah, so I love it. Um, Terry McLaurin? That's pretty much it. Yeah. 
It's McLaurin. I don't want either one of either one of the running backs in my lineup if no. I don't have to. I you could not you that, could probably play either as a flex. Not that you'd want Logan Thomas, but he's questionable with rib injury anyways, which I don't love for the tight end. So. He's been in and out of their lineup yeah. all year. That's about all. Yeah. I don't. I'm. I don't even think I can get behind either of the defenses here. I know it's a bad matchup for or a good matchup for both in terms of starting a defense against the other one, but not enough for me to love it. I'm starting Washington in one, a couple leagues. One team could get shit on. Yeah. In I'm, this game, this could be a blowout, but and it could go either way. I'm, That's the scary part. I'm starting Washington in a couple leagues. I'm okay with them. I think that that front is just so good. Mm-hmm. They should be able to shut down the running game in Atlanta, and if they do that, they're sure. They, they got a really good chance of putting out some points. Um. But if it's not Terry McLaurin or the defense, I don't want much of Washington. And if it's not Drake London or maybe Cordero Patterson, I don't want anything involved with Atlanta. Heard, baby. All right, we can go to a game that should have been good. At the beginning of the season, you would have expected it to be. But these two teams have kind of underperformed and kind of been riddled by injuries. Uh, The Los Angeles Chargers at the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, Mike Williams still out. Breaking news. Guy's fucking never healthy anymore. I'm over it. (laughs) <laughs> Outside of that, Keen Allen's going to play, so at least he gets one of his weapons back. I would start Allen, Herbert, and Eckler like everyone has for mm-hmm. the, since the dawn of time, essentially. Uh, Everett is a sneaky play this week. Arizona's not fantastic against tight ends. And he is healthy. He practiced, I believe, in full on Friday. So Yeah. So um, I would, I'm totally comfortable putting him. Who I'm most comfortable with this week, though, out of the wide receiving room is Josh Palmer. He's been consistent when people yes. have been hurt. And, yeah, Keenan's been fine when he's played, but he hasn't been the Keenan of old. I like Josh Palmer's upside in this game much more than I like Keenan Allen's. I think having Keenan Allen opposite him helps Palmer more than anything than mm-hmm. being, like, the number one target because, obviously, Keenan Allen's going to attract – He's going to attract the majority of the attention from the opposing secondary, mm-hmm. and that gives Palmer a lot better chance of succeeding. And we saw it last week. He had a really a huge game, and he had two touchdowns. Mm-hmm. Um, I think having Allen back in the lineup helps him immeasurably. Oh, for sure. So I'm I'm comfortable saying as long as Mike Williams is out and Keenan Allen stays in the lineup, Josh Palmer is going to be a wide receiver too. Yep. You know, almost every week. Uh, the Cardinals. Rondell Moore and Zach Ertz are out, but they are getting Marquise Brown back this week. I saw that. I think he'll be on a pitch count, but it's good to see him back. Uh, and I think he'll be targeted when he's out there based on the lack of pass options that yeah. are available for Kyler this week. Yeah, Greg Dorch is out too. Is he ruled out? I know he was questionable with his thumb. But... Yeah, I think he got ruled out. Okay. Um, Even if he's still got a banged up hand, he's not going to be nearly as good. I'd, I would start Marquise Brown this week. I'd I think be okay I'd with be, it. I think I'd be comfortable with it. I'd be okay with it. I'd be worried about him not playing as many snaps this mm-hmm. week but i like you said with him and hopkins being the top two options and we've seen what the slot guy can do in that offense rondell moore had multiple I, great weeks i think this, this offense is going to be fun with marquise brown and d hop in the yeah. same lineup so i think if they can get hollywood into some of the spots that they were using rondell moore before he got hurt um, i like hollywood's upside more so than rondell so i do too i think he's a better playmaker so i it's it's um it's nice to see him back i think he'll be serviceable but i don't think you're going to see a blow up game right off the bat but i i do think he's got upside for massive games every week going forward mm-hmm. all righty slide right into the vegas raiders at the seattle seahawks uh this is a 405 eastern standard time start so we're getting into the later games now uh josh jacobs is questionable colton miller their left tackle is questionable and that's about it for the offensive side of the ball, fantasy relevancy-wise for the Raiders. Um, Josh Jacobs has been a tale of two tapes, I guess would be the yeah. best way to put it. He's been consistent as of late, but not the otherworldly numbers where he was putting up 30-plus in three weeks straight, and not the beginning of the season where he was putting up three three points. Yeah. So if he plays, I'm definitely okay starting him versus the Seattle team. I think the expectation is that he will play. Mm-hmm. He was, I think, practicing limited this week as a calf injury. And you've mentioned this. He's a pretty tough fucking guy. Yeah. So I think he'll play through it. How effective he'll be, I'm not quite sure yet. But I love Derek Carr this week from a streaming option. I think he's the number one yeah. streamable quarterback this week if you have to pick one. Uh, Devontae Adams is Devontae Adams. And with no other pass catchers out there, just expect another great game from him. 
I think his floor is about 20 at this point. I think for as far as games that I have absolutely no vested interest in, this is one of the games this week that I would like to actually sit down and watch. Really? I think so. Um, I think Seattle is just such a surprise for mm-hmm. me this year that they're kind of fun to watch and just keep an eye on. And then Vegas, I really just want to see what Devontae Adams keeps doing. Yeah, I know, right? Like, because, and he's so fun to he's watch. He's getting like 15 targets a game. This is exactly what we talked about a few weeks ago. when Waller They have nobody else. They have, And, I mean, that's not a bad option to have as your number one. If you do have to hyper-target someone, I'm glad it's 17. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, it's, it's Jacobs and it's the Adams show in Vegas right now. And that's, I mean, that's all they've got. That's their mm-hmm. only option. And then, you know, it's not like they're fighting for a playoff spot, but they're trying to they're trying to make their mark. I mean, they were supposed to be fighting for a wild card spot before the season started. The expectation was, you know, to win a few games. They've looked like shit for mm-hmm. most of the year. So, and then there was rumors that McDaniel could get fired. And Derek Carr is crying. Yeah, and... it's like, Jesus. So, it, it seems like a train wreck, but for a team that's so bad record-wise, it just feels like they've got more talent than... Is it bad that I want Derek Carr? I think he'd be a good fit for you guys. I love Derek Carr. I think he'd be a good fit in Tennessee. You get him a strong running game that he can lean on. He does he's it... such a good dude. Because he's, he's, he's not like a... You know, he's not going to go out there and be Joe Burrow. Mm-mm. Or he's not going to go out there and be he's Justin He's a better Burrow. version of Tannehill, though. But he, that's exactly it. But he's a really, really high-end... I don't want to call him a game manager because that, that... Yeah, almost seems disrespectful. That it's, it's got such a negative connotation to it. But if you give him a strong running game with like Derrick Henry and then... He can win you ball games. He can, yeah, he can definitely win you games. Same with Tannehill. Tannehill's like has the fourth best record in the league since he took over as a starting quarterback for Tennessee. I don't understand that. I don't. I've he just never wins thought, games. I just yeah, don't. Yeah. I've never thought Tannehill was a great QB, but he just he almost he had me in 2019. <laughs> you were ready to go to war with him for like, dude. He had like 26 touchdowns and seven picks and like 3,200 yards and like 75 percent of the season, <laughs> and we won like every game. And then he was like nine and two as a starter that year, and then. They beat, and they went into Baltimore and New England and beat them both yeah. in the playoffs. And you guys lost that game to Kansas City. Which we were up 10 points. And that was the year Kansas City just kept coming back. They were down 24 in like the first yeah. two rounds, and then they were down 10 to Tennessee. Yeah. It was like they didn't start trying until they were down double digits. And then, and then yeah, that was the, the year they ran into Tampa in the Super Bowl, wasn't mm-hmm. it? They just couldn't fight. They couldn't get their way back out of the deficit. Correct. Yeah. He was – Tannehill showed – flashes of of ability but yeah. he never put it all together mm-hmm. i think some of that tempers all the way back to him being a wide receiver in college too and never having oh, yeah. just the game reps right for think, as long as you should have <clears throat> if you're just going to go into the nfl and play quarterback if he had yeah it's relatively had, impressive that he's had this much <clears throat> success for not playing quarterback for that long beforehand if he had played quarterback for like a handful of years or like pop warner up something but um, what's next? We got, uh, the Rams, Rams and the Chiefs. Rams, maybe. Chiefs. Yikes. I start the Chiefs defense, start everybody. Don't start anything on the Rams. I don't nope. care who it is. Nope. And I wouldn't, I would consider sitting Cooper cup this week. If he was healthy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, with, with that quarterback situation, I mean, come on, you can't trust cam Akers. Even if they try to get the running their game centers going. out Their their running game sucks. They're starting an undrafted rookie quarterback. Robinson's questionable. Higby's questionable. Their backup center's questionable. It's Chiefs are 15 and a, 15 and a half point favorites right now. And they might That's, cover that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, <laughs> it's not even a might. They probably will cover that. Um, uh, Chiefs' only weapon out is Kadarius Toney with a hamstring again. Shocking. Uh, Joe Thune is questionable. And Juan Thornhill is questionable. But other than that, they... St- are pretty much relatively off the injury report. So I would, I think the Chiefs are a smash. Yeah. I mean, whatever wide receiver you have, if you, I would be comfortable starting them. You take a dart throw and put them in your flex. Yeah, if, just try to stay away from probably, fuck, MVS, because he'll probably draw most of the coverage from Ramsey, but 
Is it's, Juju coming back this week? I haven't seen anything. Um, about him. yeah, he's not on the report, so he should be. Okay. Yeah, so, so maybe Juju gets shadowed. Whichever one, whoever you think the best pass option is, I'd probably try to target the number two to start this week, just because I don't think anyone on that roster is good enough to beat Ramsey on a consistent schedule. No, but the there's just there's nothing else for the Rams mm-hmm. right now. They got, I mean, they have no help from their offense. No, yeah, I agree. So I I would be okay taking a dart throw in any one of the Chiefs wide receivers, whether it's MVS, um, sure, Juju, Sky Moore, even. I, that's where I draw the line. I, that would I will be never start Sky Moore. That's that's an absolute shot in the dark. But there's worse shots in the dark you could be taking. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like fucking betting on the New Orleans Saints to beat the San Francisco <laughs> 49ers. Yeah, that's another one that it's uh, like, yeah, their defense is great. I expect San Fran to struggle in the pass game, but outside of that, I don't really see a whole lot happening. Marshawn Lattimore is questionable this week. I don't know if he's been ruled out or not yet. Probably not anything because it's the later game. But I would expect San Fran to take care of Biz. Andy Dalton will probably turn the ball over a couple times. I'd smash San Fran's defense for sure. Um, Debo, McCaffrey. Yeah, Brandon Ayuk I would put in there too. I mean, he's had a nice couple weeks. I will say though, I would stay away from Kittle. New Orleans has been fantastic against the tight ends and Kittle has had a couple good games these last few weeks, but he's been very mad this year. Yes. His start to the season was not very inspiring. No. If I'm staying away from one passing option on San Fran, it's Kittle for sure. Sure. Would you start New Orleans defense? I would not. No. Yeah. All right. I think that's about all I got for that. Debo's questionable, but I would expect him to play. It is yeah, a hamstring, I think, though. I think he'll play. Sure. But I, I don't know. Debo's not been not Debo what people expected. Well, especially with McCaffrey now, it's not right. ever coming. He'll, he will never be that Debo. Mm-mm. No. That was a lightning in a bottle season kind it, of a experience. It very much experience. was. Yep. To a must, another must. I think we're just going to say this going forward for every game they play. A must-win game for the Green Bay Packers. They can't... the. The Vikings, if you want to call it their magic number, is two. So if if the Vikings win, win and Green Bay loses, if the, it's if the over. Packers lose this game and the Vikings win one more game this year, it's clinched. Division's over. Mm-hmm. So they're really they can't afford to lose any games. They're competing for a wild card spot at this point. At in this my point, opinion, they are. Yes, uh, and they're running into the nine and one Philadelphia Eagles, and the Eagles don't have a single person listed on the injury report. That's good news for a team that's nine and one. Yeah, uh, Romeo Dubes is out. Uh, Devondre Campbell is doubtful, and David Bakhtiari is questionable. That is the biggest problem. Is Bakhtiari when he plays, he looks like David Bakhtiari, but it's yeah. staying on the field for him right now. He even comes in in games and then just doesn't play certain series to like take. I, I don't know what's going on with him. That man is banged up. He had didn't he miss last year with a knee injury mm-hmm. and whatever it is I don't think it's ever going to be fully right no, again. No, at this point I would say no because I think he missed most of last year because he was coming back from a knee injury mm-hmm. and now he's still missing time. With, and he missed with however many games like, at the beginning of the season yeah. and now he's in and out and on snap counts and I don't know that he'll play next year. I wouldn't be surprised if he retired. His body's giving out on him. It seems like yeah he's just he can't he can't keep healthy. Um, I actually expect this game to be incredibly close. I kind of think so too. This is kind of my like upset pick of the week. I think Green Bay wins this game. This is do or die. Like Rodgers has to be. And you've, they've said it the, these last few weeks that it's do or die. It's do or die. This is legitimately do or die. You have to go into Philly and win this game. You yeah yeah they they can't afford to drop games. And like you said, this is literally do or die. At this I would. Point. And Rodgers, I mean, his back is, I mean, they're in a corner. They I would start Rodgers no this week, honestly, from a streaming perspective. If he's there, I think he's oh, yeah. going to have a pretty good game. It's a tough matchup, but he's going to have to, f- they're going to have to put the team on his back. He's been very mad this year, but if I could take one pick at putting some guys back against the wall and seeing what he can do, it's probably 12 in Green Bay. It's There's very few people in the league that you can, I think, that you could see, you take any other quarterback in the league and have them start the season mm-hmm. the way that Rodgers has started the year. They're going to have I don't think experiences. You'd, I don't, yeah, I don't think you'd feel comfortable with any of them in this game. Rodgers, I'm like, I, I do think that he could. he's going to keep them. He's in. getting a lot more comfortable with Christian Watson, too, which is mm-hmm. huge. I think, honestly, 
Romeo Dubes being out has been the biggest help for that. It's forced them to have to get Watson more involved. I think. And with that, he's going to start to trust Watson more. I think Watson has another pretty good, nice game. And outside of that, Randall Cobb. So yeah, having Watson there with his ability to kind of get over the top helps everybody because now Cobb can work underneath. Alan Lazard is still a big part of that passing game too. Mm-hmm. So Watson's emergence overall is that's huge be the for that offense. question mark. He has to play like a first round wide receiver. Yeah. Yep. Um, Philly on that side of thing, I, you can't bench anybody involved. In no offense right now. If Green Bay wins this game, I expect it to be a shootout, like a thirty-one twenty-eight yeah. or yep. more. I totally agree with that. I think on on Philly's side, they're going to have to score either way. Green yeah. Bay is going to have to score to win this game. Yep. Uh, on Philly's side of things, you just can't sit anybody right now because you they they all are producing week in and week out, and every week somebody's having a a, a big week. You mm-hmm. just don't know who it's going to be. Yet. I like Miles Sanders this week. Yeah, I do too. Um. Because Green Bay won't give the same 6-1 box look they gave Tennessee just to stop Derek and make you win through the air. They're going to see a lot less stacked boxes with the pass game as good as it is in Philly. And having to respect Hurts, there will be more spy outlooks instead of six mm-hmm. in the box, and I think Sanders will benefit from that. Yeah, I, I I agree with that 100%. I think having a quarterback like Hurts that can hurt you on the ground like, like he can see what you did there just helps the running game. Um, yeah, I think that's it for the Sunday games. You got anything else you want to cover before nope. we move on into nope, the last game of the week, which is brutal? Yeah, the Pittsburgh one. Steelers at the Indianapolis Colts. When they scheduled this game, I'm assuming they thought it was going to be a good one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think they did that a lot with Denver, too. Yeah, they did. They definitely did. <laughs> um, Pittsburgh at Indy. Ugh, very Colts, Colts are banged up on the defensive line. Quiddy Pay, DeForest Buckner, and Yannick Ngakwe are all listed as questionable. That could be big if two of those three or more don't play. Well, and if Najee might have a chance. Well, if they're not able to get pressure on Kenny Pickett, he's just going to sit. Oh back my and god, apart. dude! If they can't, put if he pressure can get on the, the ball kid, out of his fucking stickum gloves. <laughs> if they can't put pressure on the kid, he's going to dice him up. I expect Kenny Pickett to turn the ball over three times. My upset pick of the week is going to be Pittsburgh at Indy. Okay, that's not really an upset. They're four and six. <laughs> but. Well, they're they're two point dogs, so. <laughs> it's not even a field goal. They two, literally two and a half point dogs. <laughs> they literally picked the lowest possibility scoring rate, a safety, as the difference in the game. It, it's as close as it could be because he can't score just an extra point. That's I think basically it's, a coin toss. It's going to be a tight game. Or they looked at it and said, "I haven't watched this t- either of these teams play a single fucking down all year because they're both horrible. I'm just going to put it at a coin toss. It's going to be a close game, and here's what's going to happen." Kenny Pickett's going to think it's the combine again because he's in Lucas Oil Stadium. <laughs> he's start running a 40-yard dash. Steelers are going to get the ball late in the fourth quarter, down four. They sub in Santonio Holmes. <laughs> um, Pickett is going to take over the ball on his own 21-yard line and drive them down the field with less than a minute to play. In what a car? No, he's not completing no, a pass. No timeouts. George Pickett is going to make one miraculous catch on the sideline. And, and then, we're gonna we're gonna get the best picket to pickens call ever from and the then announcer. Pickett Pickett's gonna hit Pat Fryermuth in the end zone for a 17 yard touchdown to take the lead with 14 seconds left. Book it right now. If that happens, I'll cut my dick off. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I hope I'm I'm I hope I am even remotely close to that scenario playing out. Yeah, it's me too. Pickett season. Yeah, me too, dude. <laughs> um. Yeah, I'd start Indy's defense. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Unless those, <clears throat> if Buckner and Ngakwe get ruled out, then I might not. I would still consider it just because you got a rookie quarterback. Ngakwe's been getting a lot of pressure this year, and DeForest Buckner's DeForest Buckner. I just, if both of them are ruled out, I would not start the Colts defense, but otherwise I would. Is there anybody on Pittsburgh other than Najee no. Harris that you're starting? Never. Pickens would maybe be the only person that I yep. would consider. But not against Indy, not with Stephon Gilmore. Not with there. Gilmore. Yeah, Gilmore's it's... been playing well as of late. Yeah, it's tough. And the Jeff Saturday led Colts. Somehow, some way, they are being competitive from Saturday to Sunday, baby. Yeah. I was surprised that they were able to hang with Philly last week. Me too. I was kind of a surprise to Imagine me. Imagine if he came and just beat Philly. <laughs> wild. Be fucking wild. 
Jonathan Taylor is coming around. Yeah. We talked about this he's earlier before we started recording. He's he's definitely getting healthy at the right time, and I think the coaching change was good for them because they're committing more now to doing just their best players, just the yeah. best, mm. getting their best players more involved and getting them opportunities and seeing what happens. Yeah. Like at least don't piss your fan base off if they know you're trying to get your best players a ball and they're just not doing well. Yeah, right. As at least they're getting to Kyle pitching it and then having everyone riot. Yes. I think we can slide right into Shine Pines and Borderlands, though. That's yes, what sir. I got for the games. Let's hit uh, our picks and then let's get the fuck out of here, huh? My first shine, Jeff Wilson Jr. versus Houston. Houston has arguably the worst run defense I've ever seen. And Raheem Mostert is doubtful. He will not play. Jeff Wilson will get a priority workload this week and he's yeah. been pretty good in Miami since the trade. So He's locked in for at least yeah. 20 to 25 yeah, touches. I, I love it today. this week. Who you got for your shine? Uh Gerald Everett. Oh, at Arizona. Oh, with um, a rookie quarterback undrafted, huh? No. Uh cuz he's in Oh, Chargers. Chargers, I, yeah. You're thinking Rams yeah. when he was there. No. Um he's back. He's healthy. He was practicing this week. Herbert had a nice game last week. They're starting to I think get things a little bit more figured out in LA having Keenan back like we talked about earlier helps them a lot mm-hmm. and Arizona is you kind of briefly mentioned this earlier atrocious yep. against tight ends mm-hmm. they are very very bad um let's see they are giving up 16 and a half points per game to tight ends that's it huh the average tight end scores like four <laughs> so yeah so when you're giving up when you're giving up 16 and a half points per game to that position uh it's not a good uh, not a good indication of your your past defense and I mean, the only team that's close to them is Seattle. That's also given up 16 and a half. The next closest team is Detroit, and they got like 12 and a half points. Yeesh. So they're giving up a lot to tight ends. So uh, Gerald Everett's my pick because I think he's going to have a ton of, without Mike Williams being around, I think he'll have a ton of opportunities. Do you have that tight end list pulled up right now? Um, for Defenses points allowed? Versus, yeah. Yep. Uh, what's New Orleans at? New Orleans is... <laughs> Second best in the NFL. And for that reason, George Kittle is on my pine this week. There are plenty of mouths to feed in that offense. They shouldn't have too much of a struggle with New Orleans having as bad of an offense as they have right now. I expect a run-heavy version of the 49ers this week, which means a lot of George Kittle because he loves being involved in the run game. I don't expect him to have a great pass-catching day. I think if anyone gets fed, it's the Debo's and the Christian McCaffrey's of the world. Ayuk's been playing better lately. Kittle has had a couple nice games as of late, but versus a team that's pretty good against the tight end and has weapons everywhere else that can be utilized and are very good, I just don't see George Kittle having a good week this week. I like the logic there. Um, Like you said, New Orleans is really strong against tight ends, and because San Francisco has... So many other ways they can beat you. They don't need to use they don't, Kittle this They week. don't have to and rely on Kittle. he is just as vital in the run game as he is in the pass game. That's what makes him an elite tight end mm-hmm. is he's just as good in the run and game. And he loves it. Yep. So I, I think that's a really good point. Um, a lot of people that have Kittle probably don't have the luxury of yeah. putting in a backup tight end. Sure. But if you're able... It's fucking Hayden Hurst or something. Yeah, shit if, like if that. you're able to get like Hayden Hurst or somebody on waivers right now and you could... I mean, I don't. I wouldn't hate that move if you if you swap them out. Amani Hooker is back in Tennessee, but I still think it's a better option than yeah. Uh, my pine for the week is David Montgomery. Oh yeah, with the Love Fields it. news of Fields being out, <laughs> and now the Nathan Peterman news. Yeah, yeah. With Peterman starting. It's good like, night. Yeah, I I see that. Okay, obviously the Bears are going to have to run the ball to be effective in this game. I don't think they'll be able to. No, I man. I think you could give Montgomery twenty touches against the Jets defense. They are not going to respect the pass. It's going to be eight-man fronts all day long for David Montgomery. And it's not like David Montgomery is a super explosive running back. No, I agree. He's not somebody that's going to go house one from 80 yards out. Um, he's he's going to get bottled up, I think. Um, I think, like we said earlier, this is about as safe of a defensive play as you can find mm-hmm. in fantasy football with the Jets' defense this week. Um you should want you should even with Fields if Fields had played, I still would have wanted mostly no part of David Montgomery right now. And you you put Nathan Peterman in there. It's like, okay, that's all I needed to hear. I'm I'm out. Um completely unrelated. Look at this stat. Derrick Henry is averaging fifty four point six percent of the team's offensive touches. That's gotta be It's the highest, highest in, the in the last fifteen years. I was gonna say it's gotta be like ridiculously <laughs> high. Oh, fuck. That's funny. Sorry to get sidetracked there, but that's nuts. Um, 
I do love the logic there, though. I'm I don't really trust Montgomery even in good matchups, but right. especially this week, I want nothing to do with him. I think that's a perfect pine pick. Jets Jets should roll the Bears this week. Yes, uh, my borderline pick of the week is Aaron Rodgers versus Philly. Um, his back's against the wall. It's my upset alert game this week. I. It's more so a gut feeling than anything. Aaron hasn't done anything to really prove to fantasy owners that he's worth a start in this situation. But I think at some point, a shoe's got to drop and someone's got to start playing better, and it starts with Aaron. And with the rapport that he's gotten with Watson over these last couple weeks, I think that this is a, a winnable game for them. And for that reason, that's he's my borderline. And my other borderline's DJ Moore versus Denver solely for the fact that Sam Darnold's back and Denver's been really bad at putting points up. Their defense has been good, but I think his best opportunity – of the entire year is right now just based on quarterback play. If DJ Moore can get back to what he was doing last year with Sam Darnold, he could be a league winner for a lot of people because mm-hmm. a lot of people drafted him to be their wide receiver too. And they've had to struggle to find ways to re- replace him. Or you were somebody that traded for him on the super cheap. And now you are potentially walking right into a wide receiver two, borderline wide receiver one, if he can do anything near what he did last year. I mean, he was a fringe top 12 guy last year. Mm -hmm. So this is going to be a really good indication of what you're going to have with DJ Moore, I think, the rest of the year. Because I think they go with Darnold every game from here on out. And if he can't get it going with him now... At the, at that point, okay, then he's never gonna he's just never gonna succeed this year. But this is his best chance. Hands down. It's not even the greatest chance. Right. <laughs> but it's something. Yeah. That's all that matters. My borderline is Samaj P. Ryan this week. I like um, it. Three touchdown receptions last week. He didn't look good in the run game though. That's the only that's thing that just stressed it. me. He was inefficient in the running game. He had three pass you know, receiving touchdowns and Tennessee's run defense is really pretty good. So, I think... Did you just give the Titans a compliment? I did. I did. Their run defense is good, and as bad as they are in the passing game, I think since he's going to focus on hurting them through the air, even without Jamar Chase. Yeah, Higgins had like 149 on like 15 targets last week. Yeah, and and P. Ryan, he he might score a touchdown, but he's not going to go out and just blow the doors off of Tennessee in the running or the pass catching game. Mm -hmm. So... I mean, obviously people are starting him because they have to. If Joe Mixon's out, you got to find a way to get him in your lineup. But, yep. I mean, I'm not comfortable saying I expect more than 10 points out of P. Ryan this week. Okay. All right, man. Well, that I should think do it, though. That's about it for yeah. our Week 12 recap. We appreciate y'all listening again. And we will run into you Monday or Tuesday with a Week 12 recap of injuries and waiver wire pickups for the following week. We appreciate you listening once again, and we will see you on the other side. Oh, yeah. Good luck this week, everybody.